Hey, episode six. Pretty sure that's what this is. Eight o'clock at night in Arizona on June 20th. It's still a little bit light. The sunset at 738. Arizona is kind of funny in that <laughs> after so many years of living here, you start paying attention to some pretty weird things. Like I said, the humidity. be outside so the air conditions are all humming along and uh, producing cool air and I had a pretty good day today and made some phone calls and contacted some people doing my thing just started going to the gym again and decided to get that fitness assessment and so my they, they had a little gizmo and so it's a little bit more accurate than just how much do you weigh and uh, what's your height but I'm at I guess I have 60 pounds of fat on me according to this my, my uh, BMI index right like 27% so 60 pounds of fat I'm carrying around, <laughs> and I, you know, you won't get it to zero, right? Zero fat. I mean, I guess maybe some super studs, fit people might get zero fat. Uh, we decided a good goal for me would be lose 20 pounds of fat.
just from metabolism. So I'm starting to become a little bit smarter about nutrition. dark at the time when we got back and 
hoping there's some dulcet tones I'm back to episode one um, dulcet tones apparently are, are very pleasurable to listen to someone talk and like I was saying I, you have a good talk radio guy that you know not droning on too much or ranting too much about politics you can change the oil in your car or, or just you know maybe you gotta uh, clean out the uh, gutters for the fall.
be 57. And I'm wondering if there's any studies about it. If once you get 65, you might as well start smoking cigarettes because you're not going to get lung cancer fast enough to kill you or something. I don't know. It's pretty silly logic, right? But that's the crap I think of. And maybe maybe listeners enjoy that. You know? So maybe people over 70 start getting three cartons of uh, cigarettes <laughs> with their Medicaid. never interrupts me. Bud never says, that's a stupid idea, right? Bud, Bud, Bud's great dog. Schnoodle. Miniature Schnauzer and a Poodle. What a great name, Schnoodle. And we lucked into Bud. Like, we didn't do any research. We didn't do anything. We just were missing people. You know, my son and my, my wife were like, we, we gotta get a dog in. We hadn't had a dog in like, that must have been like four years we hadn't had her previous dog Howard passed away so so we hadn't had a dog in like four years and I'm like all right well that's <laughs> I'm cheap so I'm like all right let's go on Craigslist and there's this little black dog he's got too much energy for her and like she needs to be walked and get out and she's still working and she's 65 and she basically caged him up all day. and um, so he she wanted to get him in a home so we took Bud on and Bud's awesome Bud's the cutest dog with the beard and the eyebrows I just so pleasantly surprised by old Bud.
because I I really didn't finish. I mean, I finished them all. Got across the finish line, you know? but I didn't run the whole time. Like they they talk about hitting a wall, but it's like I don't know, it's like someone. It's like such a common expression. Like oh yeah, you hit the wall. Great, you're, you know, you're, ah, I'm at mile 16. I'm doing my training run. I only got four miles to go, <laughs> and it's like, man, I, that was good. I did, okay, I'll just, I got it. I, I got this. I can do this. Four miles to go to the 20. So you do it, and you're like, okay, great, man. I, I followed everything they told me about doing um, the. Uh, training run so I'm all I'm all prepared so now you actually go do the um, marathon now and you're you know you're everything's based on your previous experience right so you you've got your 20 miler in you're doing you've, you've done 18 miles you've done 16 mile runs and so this is all within your level you know your realm of experience but what, what happens is, what I found out is, is you're just your mind. And remember, you're running about, if you're good, I mean, it's just basic 10 minutes a month. Just figure 10 minutes per mile. So you get to you get to 16 miles. That means 10 times 16. That's, that's 160 minutes you've been running. Which is, you know, call it 18. You get to 18 miles at 10. That's, you've, been on the, you've been running for three hours. <laughs> so... I mean, three hours of doing anything is a long time. So, so you get there, and then you, I mean, you get, just say 16 miles, and I'm like, oh. I mean, when I, when I got to 16 miles when I was only doing 20, I only had four miles to go. Now, I'm actually on the day of the race, I got 10 more miles. 10. And then your brain, your, your mental toughness kicks in, and it's like, ah, 10 more miles to go, I don't know if I can do it. But, you know, it would be nice if you could get all the way to 20 before you start thinking about it. But it's like, you can't, it's so hard to, like, control your mind. Because you're out there for three hours. So, what? I mean, you're, it's already, it's been three hours, and all you're thinking about is running. You're, I mean, you're running, you're putting one, you're... You're, you're, you can't be walking at, at 15, 16 miles or minutes a mile. You gotta gotta hustle a little bit, you know. So that's me, and, and, and running and doing a marathon is really a great experience because you, you gotta train. It's like 20 weeks. You really should put a good effort into following a program of some kind. And um, and then and then it's just. One thing is, is like you start losing the comparison factor. So probably the biggest thing about a marathon is you, some people are just going to be faster than you. There's just no getting around it. And 
there's really like no tricks to it. I mean, it's like your body can do certain things. Yeah, you you can work out and try hard, but I just I don't. It's all on you. It's like nobody can really push you or tell you tricks. It's just a matter of training. And you can get help with training. But everybody's different and everybody's going to come in. I mean, my goal, I would love to do like a sub four hour marathon. My first marathon, like my best. I can't remember it out. But so I did a, I think I did a 420. But I'll have to go look it up. I still have these databases. I probably can find my times. But um, I've done like a 440. Maybe my first one was 440. Then I went down to 420. And I was like 420 a couple times before. But I, I never really, I didn't do, I never did more than like 440. And I didn't do anything less than like 420. So I was in that range. But um, I'd like to get that sub four, which is quite a challenge. So four hours is eight minutes a mile. And right now I can drive to 12 minutes a mile. So I got a ways to go. But I'm probably losing 20 pounds of fat out of my mind now. So um, we're going to start that process. And my, one of my favorite marathon stories is San Diego, my first of Chang and Phoenix was my first one. Some of the stuff started to blur. It's been scary. I thought I would never really get this. But San Diego, my first San Diego uh, marathon. Two PF Changs and two San Diego. Um, and, and it's just a, it is a subculture of marathon runners. I mean, there's a, a group of people and it's, it's, you train, like I said, you train and I use the um, team and training group. It's a, a part of the uh, Premium Lymphoma Society. They raise money for child cancers, which our youngest son had cancer. Three years old, well, between two and three. And uh, he survives. He's 19 now, doing well. But scared, scared us, right? Quarter mile, walk a quarter mile, run a quarter mile, walk a 
about mile 25. I only got another mile or so to go. I'm outside the Marine Corps place and there's all kinds of people standing on the sidewalk and they're cheering people on. And I'm looking at my watch and I'm looking at where I'm at. Like another mile to go. Okay, I'm going to walk as well. So I'm walking. And this lady sees me walking and there were just She's only a couple feet away from me, and she sees me walking up down the road. She's like, hey, come on, get going. <laughs> come on, you're almost finished. Get going. And, and I just thought it was just the funniest comment. And I thought, I looked at her, and I said, hey, I, I've, I've been running for 25 miles. What have you been doing the last four hours? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I just thought... Are you kidding me? You know, you you know, these people are running, have been running 25 miles, and you're you're not you're not satisfied because they're not not everybody is like sprinting down the road to entertain you or something. I know she meant well, and I meant well too. I just thought it was funny the way it came across. Hey, get going! And uh, just just the. Uh, that's the thing, is, and, and there's some things in life that are similar to that, and it's probably a trend that I just don't realize it, but it's the, and I, I'm guilty of that too, I'm guilty of being the woman on the side saying, hey, well, get going, and, and what it is, is you see people in the moment at the 25th mile, and you're making a judgment like, they should be able to be running. I mean, this is a marathon, right? Everybody's running. It's a running thing. It's not a walking thing, you know. <laughs> so, but so they people get jaded. They have their perspective. Oh, her perspective is getting a lawn chair probably and sitting there for way too long for her family to come along. And so she's bored because she's probably been out there for four hours sitting in a lawn chair drinking water or whatever she's drinking and or eating or whatever and here people come by and there's like 18,000 of us so she decides to chime in with some comments so it's funny but here's another one so I'm in Germany with someone that doesn't know German at all and this is probably the one that first dawned on me right there's a there's a fundamental perception thing going on. So I, I, I studied German a little bit in school. I knew some French. I get over to Germany and I'm getting German lessons in German, which is ideal because you're surrounded by language all the time. So it's like full. It is full immersion, right? So great teachers, learn a lot. I was excited about it. I liked it. And I just fascinated. And I just love learning it and then walking out after work and seeing German everywhere and everybody speaks German so there's no problem practicing, right? So I mean I put a good effort into it for five years. And I I think I was pretty good at it. I think I still am pretty good at speaking German. I can rattle off a couple of quick sentences and people might think I know more than I do know, but that's okay. That's always a good thing. Just rattle off a couple of sentences.
sentences and then let people think you know a lot. <laughs> well, the thing that dawned on me is this traveling companion I was with. Kind of like after two days in Germany, um, and she saw like I would say a few words in German or you know, say hello or do do some things that I thought were polite. Her comments like, "Oh, wow." Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I think that German sounds pretty easy. I mean, I, I think I can, uh, I think I could pick that up really quick. <laughs> that's what it just kind of, again, it was like the marathon. I'm at mile 25. I mean, it's not that easy, you know. It's like, and, and she was just like, I'm like, really? Oh, you think you can just pick that up? Easy, huh? And she's like, well, yeah, I just, I keep hearing you say the same thing all over and over again so you know I think I could do that <laughs> and what I, what I, what I, don't, I don't think she realizes that I say the same thing over and over again because like we meet somebody new you go through the same routine like oh hi how are you what's your name where are you from blah 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 of course it's all the same stuff but, and also I'm trying to be polite about it and not go off on all kinds of when they don't understand what I'm saying. So, anyway, I just keep it short, be polite, and go from there. And, uh, but some, yeah, people won't, <clears throat> people will think things are a lot easier than they are. Just like I think I was talking about <coughs> Elon Musk in a positive way. I mean, the dude, he's a smart guy, right? but it's not because he does the same five things every morning. <laughs> hey, do these five things Elon Musk does every morning, so you'll be like Elon Musk. It just, it just doesn't work that way, people. Right? You guys know that. We're smart. We're all smarter than that, but we're so gullible. Too. You know, I'm on the gullible track right there. Oh, yeah, really? That's how it is. Okay. So, but yeah, Elon Musk, smart guy. And he probably has some of those good principles somehow. You know, it's better to try like 10 really bold things because even if one or two of them fail, as long as one or two of them are really awesome, then you're fine. Yeah. But uh, I think I've been, I've been guilty in some respects of being pretty one-dimensional, one-lane, and then slowly getting out of it. Hopefully it's not too late in life. It's like, let's not be one-dimensional. Let's, let's have multiple things going on. And, uh, and one of them can be walking your dog. <laughs> one, one of them can be walking your dog. That's one thing I got, I got down. I'm like a champion dog walker. And I don't even care to have an app. I don't even want to invent an app because I think there's already two of them out there. Where you can you can hire people to go like uber they'll come walk your dog for you but i have a feeling that even if you use wag or something oh but is that toads back out here again or is that a rabbit i can't tell this is, this is the same spot come in the gate. this one looks like a rabbit not a toad so the rabbit's out. Yep, that was a rabbit. 
So, no pictures of the toad. Um, but Bud gets, he's, he's chirpy. He comes in that gate and he's like looking for wildlife. But yeah, I mean, a wag is an app for walking dogs. It's just so unsatisfying to me if I had to hire someone to walk by. I mean, it's good, it's good to get outside and walk by, even if it's 103 degrees. I'm uncomfortable in your knees. So it's bud, it's a routine. It's bud. to Bud. That was a full confession. I probably had a couple of beers when I was walking Bud. thought that rattlesnake was a little cute funny. Probably not a good idea. So we're fortunate, thanks to the Lord, Bud did not get bitten by the snake. And uh, yeah, so have multiple things. I'm
together. And we still have that tendency, but we're both older, so we know that uh, um, we recognize in ourselves that we argue. And we, we argue on each side of it. So, you know, you just pick a side and, and the other person picks the other <laughs> and argues against you. And uh, that's our family. And my sister is the same way. And stuff as we're older. She's 60 something, I'm 50. We talk about stories from our youth. I'm the youngest, so I, I'm the coolest one. So I, I learned stuff um, about what was going on in the family when I was like five. Because let's see that my sister would have been six years older, like 11, so she's more conscious. And my brother, of course, would have been 15. <laughs> So, when little Mikey, when little Mikey was five, everybody else was pretty cognizant of what was going on, and I was cool with it. So, there you go. Um, that's my background. It shapes my personality. That's the thing I grew up in. And we're about to get to the gate. good Hitler story, right? So the only scary thing about Trump that I see is, is not, it's not really what other people are picking up on, but the fact of the matter was um, Hitler from 1933 to like 1938, he did turn their country around and made Germany great again. <laughs> so, so if Trump, it's only a year or two or so, if Trump makes America great again in five years, as long as he doesn't start war and invade Poland, I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> and, and really, the similarities kind of drop off at that point. So, uh, let's all hope for the best. Pray for the best. There was such a goof bag. He had a history of being a nut job. These everybody, all these people that hate Trump are just 
throwing crap at him, but it, it just doesn't line up. He didn't write a book called Mein Kampf or Mein Kampf. He wrote he wrote a book called The Art of the Deal. Like like people should really like study the art of the deal and see <laughs> and and say, oh look, look, Trump said in Chapter Eight of Art of the Deal, like. Um, we're gonna, uh, ex, you know, get rid of all these Jewish people or something. It's just not there, people. It's just not there. It's the art of the deal, and we're seeing the art of the deal work. It's working with North Korea. So let's let's see that happen. Anyways, that's my politics part of the uh, podcast. Just forgive you. You can keep listening to, to the Buddy Arizona schnoodle walks because I love you and I forgive you because you don't know what you do. It's in the Bible.